Hi, everybody. Uh, hopefully you've had a chance to listen to the message that we put out on the 1st of January. If you haven't, I recommend that you do. Some of what we will say this morning will be elaborating on that, but it's definitely worth a listen to. As I think Andy explained, we were on a in the car on our way down to Folkestone and we often use that time to pray um, for the church and the journey can yeah can take as long as it takes but as we were as we were praying together we'd both had a sense of stuff for 2023 but we knew we during that journey God had kind of prompted us we were going to sew the things together to get ready to prepare something to send out on New Year's Day and Andy was just recording it because otherwise we forget what we've said and as we, he was recording it, we just knew that there was such a sense of God's presence on what we were sharing with each other, what we were talking about. And when we then listened back to it, we really felt that that's what we needed to send out to, to you guys. So apologies for the sound of the car in the background. It's not a high quality production, but we know the presence of God was on that. So it's well worth a listen to. And the key thing in all of that is we sense that God is saying that 2023 is a year for us taking territory. We don't sense particularly that's like building wise or, or land wise or may end up being, but it's very much taking spiritual territory. And that was the real focus for our day of prayer and fasting on Wednesday. And we really split that into three sections. The first sections was about us Aligning our hearts right with God and us knowing the areas that God wants us to take territory in personally. Um, and then what that looks like for us as a church and within our spheres of influence and beyond. Because we are called to be a people who establish the kingdom of God firstly in our own lives. And only then can we be an influence to our friends and family in our workplaces and in our town. And like David learnt to fight the bears and the lions in the secret place, he was then able to fight Goliath in the public space. But he needed those private battles first. And there's that sense for us this year that as we really line our hearts upright with God and, and allow him to speak into those areas of our lives that aren't aligning with his best for us. As we take territory in those areas, we are then positioned to be able to 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 fight the Goliaths in the public space. I'm just going to pray now and then hand over to Andy, who is going to um, really speak into this in more detail. So Father God, we thank you. We thank you for... Um, for who you are. We thank you for what you have destined for each one of us. We thank you that we can live out of the good of your plans and your purposes, but we need to make good and wise and godly decisions. And I ask Holy Spirit, as, as we are speaking this morning, that you would enlighten our hearts and our minds. Holy Spirit, we want to be sensitive to what you are saying today so that we go from this place changed and um, envisioned for this coming year in a new way in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I would want to propose that the go-to Bible book to really understand how spiritual territory um, is taken is the book of Joshua, and specifically 
the section about the allotment of land to the tribes of Israel. Now, a cursory glance at these chapters may lead you to think that they are essentially a dull and pragmatic list of who got what with regard to the land, and then to skip past them to something perhaps that you think is a little bit more interesting. But I would just um, say that that would be a mistake. Now, admittedly, you know some chunks of the Bible are easier on the eye and make for more palatable reading. But to cherry-pick what we do and don't read, I would say robs us of some vital understanding. So that's that's the case uh, with um, the book of Joshua and this section on the allotment of land to the tribes. You know, we've got much to learn from them when we invite the Holy Spirit to shed light on these particular scriptures as any scripture actually. Now the backstory to all of this is that having spent 40 years in the wilderness under the leadership of Moses, the Israelites now had a second chance to lay hold of the land which had God had given them to settle in. And those of you who know the Bible narrative will be well aware that en masse the nation of Israel flunked things the first time round when they bought into the fear and lack of faith of 10 of the 12 spies that God had sent out to scout the land. Joshua and Caleb were the two, only two spies who thought differently. And uh, as far as they were concerned, it didn't matter to them uh, that to quote the other ten, and this is what the other ten said, the land we explores, uh, explored devours those living in it. All the descendants, we, all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them and you can find that in um, Bible book of Numbers chapter 13 verse 33 Joshua and Caleb didn't listen to their own insecurities doubts fears or even the lies of the devil they listened only to the words that God had spoken to them before they set out and I'm going to read that to you and uh, it's really interesting to know uh, what God says you can find it in Numbers 13 verses 1 and 2 the Lord said to Moses send some men to explore the land of Canaan which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe send one of its leaders so once again Caleb and Joshua thought differently as far as they were concerned The land was as good as theirs. God had told them that he was giving it to the Israelites. Did you see that in the passage? God had said, it's the land I'm giving to the Israelites. And the scouting mission wasn't a go and see what you think about it mission. It was simply to go explore in preparation for taking possession. The biblical account of the Israelites' passage from being slaves in Egypt to taking possession of of Canaan really is a powerful picture for every one of us, every believer uh, of Jesus the, to grab hold of. Um, you know, the parallel is that we were once enslaved by sin, but the blood of the Lamb, that's Jesus, sets us free from bondage. At bondage, and then on receiving Christ, we are baptized in water, and that's really a symbol of our total immersion into this new life and a crossing over from death to life. It's if you will, our own personal Red Sea crossing. But here's 
where the spiritual picture can stop for some believers. They are saved and free, but that's where they stay, in a, in a sort of kind of no man's land, no longer in the kingdom of darkness, you know, the, the, the picture of Egypt, but not fully entering into the kingdom of light, not taking the land like the Israelites didn't for 40 years. And as it was for the Israelites, so it is with us. And like as Jane has said, as Jane has said already, this is all about taking territory, taking territory. Now, the implication of this is that on a personal level, our lives are to be lived in the, the pursuit of dispatching the influence of every work of the devil, not tolerating anything that's not of God. God hates sin for the reason that it's the mark of the devil on his once perfect creation. Everything that disagrees with the word of God and that which God says is unacceptable uh, and everything which God says is unacceptable is in effect an agreement with the devil. It, it really is that serious. And it's the same way that in the same way that the Israelites were commanded to drive out everything that was ungodly uh, and idolatrous in Canaan. You know, it's the same for us, really. But the other part of this, really, is playing our part in bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. Anywhere in which the devil has taken ground, ground, we, as believers in Jesus Christ, have a mandate to take it back for him. And that may be any number of things. I'm just going to run through a little list, but it's definitely not comprehensive, and, and you may think of other things uh, while I'm, I'm just running through them. Um, it might be the drug culture in a region being eradicated. It might be people being healed in body and soul, or marriages restored, the impoverished being set free from that curse, bringing justice, truth, integrity and righteousness into business, politics, media, education and public life. As I say, and there's so much more as well, but you get the picture. This is the ground uh, that we take for Jesus together in our town, region and nation. Not just praying your kingdom come, as Jesus taught us to do, but being part of the solution. And we need to, really need to buy into that second part. We are part of the solution as we pray that, that prayer. We need to be um, complicit and aware that God will use us to be an answer to part of the answer to that prayer as well. Anyway, the description of the territory each tribe inherited was amazingly specific and detailed if you read read it honestly i encourage you to and uh, yeah it's geographically very specific each tribe was entrusted with taking possession of and establishing their own inheritance they had a personal responsibility it wasn't wasn't just the leader or some some key core people every everyone um got to take part well, not just got to take part had to take part we have a responsibility for studying our, and our, our own personal lives but also a responsibility for our spheres of influence and um, they're going to be different for every one of us they, my spheres of influence are different to yours and and someone else's as well but if we are to take territory out there as we've suggested already and said already we have to begin with taking territory in here in other words in our own personal lives you can't see me pointing to myself but that's really what i'm saying last year god gave us as a church the line streamlined and sanctified uh, s-a-s it, it's a um, it's a real disciplined um 
um, imagery really for um, being streamlined and sanctified, streamlined and sanctified. And it spoke of intentionally consecrating our lives to God, discarding the things that hinder and dealing with sin so that we can be the ones who advance God's kingdom. That's what Joshua instructed the Israelites to do before crossing over to take the land. They actually had a three-day period of personal and corporate consecration. And you see the fruit and the results of that ultimately. So we believe um, that 2023, just to reiterate, is a year in which he is calling the church uh, like never before to take back the territory that's previously been held by the devil. Thanks, Andy. So many amazing truths in that. I just want to remind us that when Rebecca King came on our 10th birthday, she really spoke into Psalm 1 um, and said that she believed that it was a life scripture for us as a church. And I'm just going to read that to us now to remind us of what that scripture was. Psalm 1, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the seat of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will lead to destruction. And there's this picture that we have in our church office um, that you'll often see when we're doing our pastor's updates. And it's a picture of a tree um, that some people here today would have been part of making that picture. And if you look at it closely, you will see that the roots are actually our fingerprints, our thumbprints. And that speaks of our identity being rooted in Jesus. And then the handprints, which are the leaves, are really that... Um, outward expression of our worship and our works, our acts of service that comes out of that rootedness in Jesus. And that tree picture was done on um, one of our church birthdays. I think it must have been about four, five years ago now. Um, and it was before Rebecca ever gave us the picture um, or that Psalm 1 scripture, because she's given it to us twice now, but it was before um, either of those times. And it talks about, for me, that sense of as a tree takes territory, its roots go deeper and further, that then enables its branches to go further and wider and to take up territory, to take space. And for us, it's that picture of drawing people into the kingdom. As a church, we are planted and we are growing strong and we're not going anywhere. 
God wants us to yield our fruit in season and he doesn't want our leaves to wither. Verse 3 in another translation says of the person who follows God, God's ways, this is what he will be like. They will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their lives. That's such an encouragement to us. We can bear fruit in every season of our lives, the good seasons and maybe the hard seasons. They are never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. In the spiritual territory that we are taking in our personal lives, there needs to be an intolerance to sin in our lives, just like God told the Israelites to drive out from the land that they had been given, but they needed to take to drive out anything that was against God. This year, I believe God is calling each one of us to become intolerant and in the right way, intolerant of mixture and compromise in our lives. We need to cast out the enemy. And the, the phrase I was getting was enough is enough. I am not going to capitulate with the lies of the enemy anymore, but I am going to stand firm and strong. I am going to be rooted in God so that my branches are going to grow and I am going to bear fruit and my leaf will not wither. In these days that we are living in, we need to be alert. We know that we are living in dark days this time. It, it, it doesn't take anybody with a huge prophetic gifting to see that the days we are living in are, are not easy days and yet it's against that backdrop of darkness that light shines brightly and we are called, called to arise and shine. God is calling us to be a Psalm 1 people which means we reject worldly lifestyles to embrace the full life of God. We don't walk in the counsel of the wicked or sit in the seat of mockers, but our delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law we meditate day and night. Over the last couple of months, Andy and I have noticed repeatedly people doing U-turns in their cars in front of us. It happened a few times and I was like, what does this mean? God, is, is this something for me personally? Is this something wider that you're saying? Then Andy started to notice it and really sensed that God was saying that we need to be expectant of people doing U-turns, U-turns in their lives, turning around from the direction that they're traveling in, away from God, to turn around to that direction of traveling towards God. We need to be expectant of that. We need to be praying into that. And we need to be taking authority in our own lives so that we then have the authority to be praying and standing with other people. So I'm just going to draw this to a close now. Father God, we want to thank you for the way that you have been um, speaking to us and confirming to us this, this word about us taking territory. And God, I pray for each, uh, each person that comes under the sound of that, whether it's people in the room or people listening to the recording, 
that they would hear you speaking to them really clearly and would know those areas that they are tolerating in their life that are not good for them and that are not honoring to you. And you would give them the courage and the grace to repent and to turn around. And we thank you for all that you have for us in this coming year. Equip us, we pray, to establish your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.